It is episode number 114, and we are with Ryan Bailey from Mattress World Northwest. The journey to mattress selling success is we will get to Ryan in just a second. If you haven't picked up my book, Sell a Million, what are you waiting for? 101 tips for furniture and mattress store owners to sell another million dollars or more this year. And who couldn't use an extra million right about now? If you do not belong to the Mattress Industry Network Group, what are you waiting for? The Mattress Industry Network Group is a great group. It is a free group. It's on Facebook, over 1,800 strong. And when I started with these guys, they were under 1,000, I think. I remember crossing 1,000. The Mattress Industry Network core values are build, market, sell, and succeed in the mattress industry. It's a group buy retailers for the entire industry, and it is a group that you should belong to. So scan your uh, phone uh, right now where it says scan me. It'll take you directly to the Facebook group and say hi to me when you get there. And without a further to do, oh, I got one other thing. Got a little surprise for my producer. Um, no graphics for this, Chris, but we do have a new sponsor. And our new sponsor is the Bedding Industries, uh, Bedding Industries of America Open House in Akron, Ohio on May 9th, 10th, and 11th. Be there or be square. We're going to be at the Holiday Inn in Akron, Ohio, and we will have a graphic for that next week. And we are off and rolling. Did I miss anything? Ryan, welcome to the show. Pete, it's I'm a, sure you've seen this somewhere. I mean, I hope Justin walks around with his copy. I think he has it by his bedside. So he reads it <laughs> before bed every night. So I think so, he's got that covered back to front. So Ryan, you work for a large chain of sleep shops, 23 stores, soon to be 24 stores in the Northwest. How did you get started in the mattress industry, Ryan? Uh, it's a little bit of a long story, but I was uh, selling real estate actually at the time and the market was not ideal. And I have uh, a good friend who actually owned some furniture chains and they did mattress and furniture here in the Northwest. And so I was talking to him and he says, you know what? I think he'd really enjoy coming over, trying this out. You know, why don't you just come work for me? See how you like it. And I just kind of took off and, and started running with it. I really enjoyed the process of working with consumers and the, just the atmosphere and the environment. I, I really tended to like it. And so that I worked for him for a couple of years. And then actually in my real estate adventures, one of my clients actually worked for Mattress World Northwest. And lo and behold, we, we had a relationship and continued to talk. And one thing led to another that had me come over, join the Mattress World Northwest team. And uh, I would say it's the best thing I've ever done. I couldn't ask for a better work environment, better colleagues, and better ownership. I mean, Shillin Hathaway is as good as you can get. Yeah, Sean is a great guy. He's been on our show. We loved having Sean on, and he's done some some pretty amazing things. So you did you start off in sales at Mattress I did. World? So yes. you you started off as a sales pro on the retail floor and now 
you are the uh, merchandising manager slash buyer, and you're involved in pretty much all aspects of the business from the sounds of it. Correct. And I, and I believe that has definitely helped me. I'm close to the floor, you know, as with Mattress World, you know, we work hand in hand, you know, we're not in ivory towers. Uh, so we get to see on a day-to-day basis what the consumer is looking for. And then my past RSA experience has really helped understand what's important, what's not, uh, and really help tie, tie everything together for me. So help me with this, Ryan. From when you started about 10 years ago, eight years ago, till now, what has changed with the consumer? I think health and wellness as a whole has become the number one trend in America. If you think about health, fitness, supplement industry, sleep, and it all kind of ties together. And so I don't think you're just selling a mattress anymore. You're selling a health and wellness system that is going to help somebody improve their sleep, their quality of life, and hopefully, you know, eliminate aches, pains, all the things that you can tie together with mattresses. Specifically with COVID has really brought that to the forefront. If you think about a person looking at, oh, it's just a mattress. I don't need to spend that much money. And I'm and sure there is still a large segment of people who probably think that. But when you invite them into your environment and show them, you know, adjustable bases, adjustable comforts, you know, sleep systems as a whole, it is not just selling a mattress. You're improving somebody's quality of life. It's the way we have embraced it at Mattress World Northwest. That is very interesting. And this is something that I'm finding in common with stores who are enjoying success despite tough economic headwinds. Um, The ones that embrace a system selling and focus on health and wellness um, are doing better than the guys that are just a mattress at a price and they don't focus in on the super important things like adjustable bed bases, which by themselves with an average mattress could really dramatically impact someone's health and wellness, but with an above average mattress can really just change someone's life, uh, especially if they're in a situation where they're not getting a good night's sleep. I didn't want to necessarily get off on a tangent on adjustable beds, but listen, I'm going to tell you, you might laugh when I tell you this, Ryan. I have dealers that basically don't sell adjustable beds. And I'm like, seriously, guys, you gotta, you gotta embrace it because the business has moved. It's changed and you need to change along with it. But we actually have customers that do not embrace adjustable beds. What would your advice be to them, Ryan? Well, do you want me to blow your mind, Pete? We sell more adjustable bed frames than we do Hollywood frames. Good for you. And that's so... Not, that's a beautiful so, thing. So if you consider the fact of, you know, I, and I liken this back to everything in our day-to-day lives, right? With inflation, you know, the price of goods, houses, cars, everything has gone up. 
Fortunately, an adjustable basis, similar to flat screen TVs, have actually come down in price. Quality has gone up. The ease of use, everything about it integrates, you know, better into the mattress sales process. And so you should be able to sell and, and hopefully you're going to have multiple options. And so your, your goal is to show all options available to the consumer, but you should be able to pair somebody with a sleep system at all price points and, and still uh, be getting the best out of the sale for you and the consumer. And so to not buy into it, it just, you're hurting your business. You're, you're not helping the consumer. And you're not giving your RSA it's the best advantage to capture those sales. I mean, it's a point where, you know, I think you should, at a minimum, probably every other bed on your floor should have a, an adjustable base display. You, uh, you said a mouthful there, Ryan. Um, and the one that resonates the most with me is the fact that the consumer is not getting the maximum benefit. They're not getting the best that you could be providing for them because a consumer with an adjustable bed base is probably served much better than a consumer without an adjustable bed base in almost every circumstance, minus maybe 5% of the time where you just have a very unusual situation. But, you know, Given your sales pros at retail, the ammunition that they need to win with is, is another huge component to the, to this. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you brought up the adjustable bed bases and I kept hearing you say something and it, it's, uh, I, I have to imagine that the way that you as part of management speak to your sales pros on the retail floor is you're talking about systems and you're not talking about adjustable beds and sheets and pillows and protectors as add-ons. They're part of a system. It all goes together. Could you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think any consumer likes the idea of getting to the counter and then you got pull out your sheet and we got the protector, we got the sheet, we got this you know, warranty. And so their total has now gone up a third or whatever it may be. These are all things that should be presented on and during the sales process, right? So when we're showing the consumer, we're going to talk about the benefits of how different sheets can perform and help benefit the particular mattresses, whether it be a cooling mattress or a natural mattress. And you want to tie all these things in during the sales process. So then when you get to the counter, you're just highlighting which ones they want to pick out. Now, of course, you're not going to capture every person, but you're presenting it as part of the overall sleep system versus getting to the counter. And now it's, you know, can I sell you this? Can I sell you that? Can I sell you this? They're expecting to be choosing from these particular products that you've highlighted in the sales process. You know, I think what 75% of all consumers, if they don't buy their accessories at the time of purchase go buy uh, new sheath pillows within uh, a week from another per another vendor. Yep, they sure do. They drive right right down the street and they buy it often from a big box store. Um, so let's talk about 
this before we go any further. You're talking about sleep systems. You're talking about uh, selling everything together. Who are you to tell us how to sell anything? I mean, are you guys, are you guys down like the rest of the world right now in terms of your sales? I'm not asking for specifics. I don't, I don't want Sean to get mad at me or Justin to get mad at me, but just in general, broad strokes, could you tell me how Mattress World Northwest is doing sales wise? Because Sales are tough right now. Not everybody's up. Not, you know, it's it's not great out there right now. Yeah, I think I just learned that, you know, TSI sent out that summer selling video where Rusin said, you know, 20% units, units were down 20% in 2022 as a whole for the mattress industry, I believe. Uh, fortunately, I don't necessarily think our consumer traffic is up, but by completely buying into the sleep systems, you know, 2020, 2021, 2022, and now the start of 23 have all, uh, we have trended ahead of the previous year uh, on a same for same basis. So we are very fortunate that we have not taken a back step uh, at all during any of this period, uh, which we are very fortunate and and happy to be seeing these results. Just want to, just highlight this because you said it so quickly. Your traffic, your foot traffic is down at your store, but your sales numbers are not. Correct. So that's what you said. And so I have to assume, and I don't want to, and I want you to correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, then your average unit selling price must be up. It has gone up year over year over every year of the last four years. I mean, I probably honestly every year the last 10 years it has climbed, but significantly year over year over the last four years, we've seen that number, uh, climbing and climbing. And to be completely fair, I don't know if traffic is down, down, but I know traffic isn't up relative to the numbers. And so what we're seeing is just an overall you know, selling these sleep systems, higher ticket averages. And it, and, and these are not for sales. You know, we do this based off of a, a transitional selling process where we highlight the best of each category. And the most important thing is to let the consumer see what's available. You're not top-down selling. You're just showing the diverse set of products that you have on the floor. And letting the consumer see everything that's available to them and they are selecting these products, which is the key. Correct. Okay. So if you're not selling from the top down, are you starting in the middle or are you just starting with a technology exposure to technology and seeing where they gravitate to and then taking them? Correct. I would say it's a, it's a technology based selling system. So it's not about price, right? We're showing the different, you, you kind of have five different technologies on the market today or main products. You have your traditionals, you have your latex all natural, you have your number bed systems or air systems, you have your hybrids, memory foam. And so by 
you know, highlighting that you're just showing them the different technologies. And once you fit them to the one that's, you know, preferred for them, you can work your way up and down that in any category. But the key is to diffuse price off the top by highlighting, you know, technologies first and then letting the consumer find the correct mattress and, and technology for themselves. And of course, you're going to show everything that has to uh, be offered in each of those categories. But if you look at a traditional approach, you know, you do a comfort test on a traditional, you know, maybe the top of the line traditional, and then you show them three other traditional inner springs and the customer is like, you know, yeah, I don't really see anything for me. They leave. Well, it, it probably wasn't about price. It probably wasn't about the mattress. They just didn't see everything your store had to offer. You just showed them basically five versions of the same thing and they weren't interested in that. And so by highlighting the technologies that really allows you to A, inform the consumer. I, I always joke, it's more like, you know, the RSA shouldn't be considered a salesperson. You're more like a tailor fitting somebody to a suit, right? We're just taking measurements, fitting you, making sure this is the perfect fit for you versus trying to sell you something. You know, I've never heard that before. And that is really great. Um, I, I agree. When you're in the hands of a, of a really good clothing expert, um, they're selling, but it's all suggestive and it's tailored to you. And that is just a great analogy. Thank you for sharing that with me because. That's what we should be doing. We should be finding the perfect fit for them. And so traditional, I'm assuming, is inner spring. Correct. And then you have latex, you have number beds, which are air beds, which adjust to the customer. And then, yeah, let's be clear on that. Let's be clear on that. We do not have sleep number, of course, but number beds, air technology would be one of those categories. Cool. No worries. So if, if I'm, uh, if I'm a store and I'm watching this and I go, Oh, I don't have one of these. What would your advice be to, to them? With all systems, right? They should be adaptable. So the main thing would be to work within your store with what you have, you know, Another analogy I always joke is, you know, if you went to a used car salesman and told the owner you didn't have a good enough selection, he would be looking for a new salesperson, correct? So you work within the parameters of what your floor has to offer and just understand, you know, if the consumer doesn't like it, it isn't always necessarily about price or, uh, you know, the typical objections we see. Maybe they're just not on the correct sleep system for themselves. And so think outside the box and show everything your store has to offer. And if you are somebody with, a, you know, just only one technology, then I would probably suggest uh, next time you're at a market or nationwide to take a look around and see what you can do to maximize your floor plan. Great advice. Great advice. So. Ryan, something that really just hits me right off the bat about you is many people take 20, 30 years to become a, 
a buyer at, at a place. Why do you think you got promoted so fast? Like, well, ha- uh, I would definitely have to say I've been fortunate enough to be offered this position. And uh, I have to thank, you know, I, the person who has probably helped me most in, the, in this industry, obviously, Justin Trimbo is an overall prodigy of the mattress industry. And, I, and I've kind of taken myself under his wing and listened to everything he has to offer. And, you know, I have to think my work ethic and everything involved with it has, has provided me that opportunity. But first and foremost, you know, I'm privileged to have that position granted to me by Sean and, and Justin and the other team members here at Mattress World. And the one thing that they do is, is they allow people to grow into the position. And, and be, you know, the person that they hired them to be. And uh, so far, I couldn't ask for a better situation. Well, you said a lot very quickly. I'm going to unpack that just a little bit. So we often talk about the importance of mentor mentors. And sometimes someone knows they're your mentor and sometimes they don't. Um, but with Justin um, as a mentor, uh, he's a mentor of mine and he's uh, almost half my age. So he's one of the smartest guys in this industry. And I, I love working with him. And, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine having a better person to learn. But you said something that is almost tantamount to swearing these days. You said the uh, two bad words, man. Are you trying to tell me that you worked hard? You said the I, words work ethic together. You're you're a brave man. I was fortunate enough to, you know, we didn't get into my whole history, but I, I worked for family for many years. So that, I think that instilled on a whole different level of work ethic. And I think a lot of people fall into the, I want something before I do it category. So I, I was definitely, I was raised the opposite where you put in the work and good things happen. And I, and I have stuck with that from day one and it's worked out pretty well. So you work hard. Do you work just at your job or do you work on educating yourself about the industry? Do you, do do you read? Do you listen to, 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 to books on tape. I mean, what do you do? Do you, how, how do you get better? Because I know there's gotta be some young people that are watching this that are going like, I want to do what that dude's doing because like he got there fast. And a lot of young people, when you talk to them, they want to go fast. So work ethic is part of it, but you, you, you must've done some serious self-education as well. Well, I think today, one thing we can say is maybe not everything is ideal in, in today's society, but the ability to get information has never been greater, right? So, for example, right here, this podcast, I, I enjoy listening to podcasts, you know, whether business related or, or just overall, uh, different topics. And then audio books are a great way, you know, when you're driving store to store or going to run errands. It allows you to, you know, fill that time with productive information. So those are, are two things that are on a daily for me. I would say I listen to audiobooks and podcasts, you know, all every day on the way to work, 
on the, you know, on the way to run errands. And that has definitely helped me to kind of fill, give me extra time where I can fit it in to, to absorb, you know, things from different people. Cause you're, you're never going to know everything, right? So you can always pick up something. And I even heard it on your podcast. You can learn something from the worst salesperson, right? Because yeah. you just learned exactly what not to do. So exactly. I think, I think anytime that you can put some, time into yourself and and how you do that is up to each person correct but yeah uh, for me i like to fill it with podcasts and audio books and and just people watching correct you know mm-hmm. observing everything that goes around me is has always been helpful yeah you know my first job um my first job i got because in the interview i said I watch my fellow salespeople and learn from them. And that is actually one after I got hired, I said, so what, why did you hire me? And he said, because you learn from everybody all the time. And that's what I need. I need somebody that's hungry. Uh, Kyle Danes had a question. Uh, may I ask Ryan? Of course you can, Kyle. What are the two key sales strategies? your team has put in place over the last few years to keep sales growing? Two key. Well, and I think this kind of ties, ties into hand to hand because the transitional selling or, or technology selling has been something that we've implemented over the last few years. So uh, that would absolutely be one of the, the two things that has seemed to make a huge difference in overall ticket average and RSA buy-in. And then as far as the, you know, the second part of that, I think it goes hand in hand with to not just sell the, the mattress. Don't just sell on an adjustable base. Assume they come together. You know, if you ask a consumer, Hey, do you want to, you want to see this adjustable base? And they instantly are on the defensive thinking that you're just trying to sell them something where when you're promoting these products, Assume that they function together as one. And then of course you're, you're highlighting that these are available because oftentimes you'll see you show somebody an adjustable base and present it with the mattress. And the consumer is now asking, you know, if you, if that's not the product for them, you'll, you'll notice them asking if that is available on the next mattress you show. Them. And so without even asking if they want to buy it, they are now basically selling themselves and inquiring if this next mattress he shows them, show them, does that, you know, and so that is a great way. You don't, and it kind of harkens back to the Taylor thing. And like you said, suggestive selling by presenting it and offering it as a sleep system, the consumer has now, you, you came, you've overcome an objection essentially. And now the consumer is inquiring about it to where maybe they weren't necessarily at the beginning. Yeah. That's, uh, those, those are two great sales strategies. You improved your selling process and, uh, you assume that they're going to buy a system and as opposed to they're going to buy an item and, uh, how did you, this just, I have to dive into this because I know what some of my uh, store owners are saying. Hey, listen, I'm all for, you know, maybe doing a different system. Every time I tried a different system, I could not get my sales pros to come along with me. 
So can you address like two or three years ago, you guys made a decision, you're going to change this sales process. How did you bring your people along with you? Um, because obviously you successfully implemented it. And a lot of my retailers are telling me when they try to change anything, they get automatic pushback from their people. So can you coach us up a little bit on that? Well, and I had to be very fortunate with Mattress World Northwest. We have, a, you know, our corporate trainer. We have our general manager. We have a sales manager. And so for everything Mattress World does, we are in vision traction organization company. So we put all goals, any concepts we're implementing down on paper, how to implement them. And then we make sure each person in charge of that lane is, is on board with the process. And we uh, fully buy in as a company to where each person, and there you go. So we have um, our general manager, Brendan Foster, artist working guy in the mattress industry. I don't think he takes a day off. We have a, a wonderful logistics team. Our warehouse is top notch with uh, Skylar Wise right there as uh, the head guy of our warehouse. Adam, Adam Cavanaugh, our corporate trainer. And so when we, you know, implement a concept, you know, it's each sales manager, corporate trainer, general manager, myself, we are all headed in the same direction together. And, and we really emphasize that, you know, the decisions we make are, are fully on board by all team members. And then just like anything, continuing, following up training, continue. We're not just presenting it one time, putting it on the floor and then letting it sit there. And then 12 months goes by and you don't sell anything or, you know, you're going to get frustrated with those results. So you got to continually, you know, make that part of your team's, um, process and, by having the management structure to implement the processes, it really allows us to to move the everything in the same direction. So if somebody was wasn't coming along and they're not implementing the way they should, my presumption from what you just laid out for me is that they would get uh, feedback sooner than later that Here's the process. Well, and I did leave something out of that, right? So to to follow up on those conversations, of course, we're tracking attachments rates. We're tracking, you know, adjustable base sales rates. You know, all the metrics involved of what we're trying to implement are being tracked, which allows you to have, you know, concrete evidence of what you're saying versus just, you know, going around and, and pitching a message. So we're, everything is, of course, going to be fact-based. And with that, the number one thing would be we are tracking all attachments, you know, luxury sales, uh, and, 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 and it's kind of allowing you to not only present the message, but you're seeing who's performing. You're able to show, you know, look, this is what's, what's clearly able to be done. And this is where we're at here. And it, you know, it allows you to have that. Um, conversation um i i had an owner one time uh tell me how frustrated he was with his staff and so basically 
Um, he was frustrated in that whenever he tried something new, they wouldn't come along with him. And so then I, I circled back and I talked to several of the sales pros on the floor. And basically, they knew that whenever he went to a conference, he would come back with an idea. And they knew that if they just waited him out, it would go away. And I shared him, I shared this with him. And I said, listen, the answer is not firing them. You've trained them now. You've trained them to wait you out. So you're going to have to put systems into place. And instead of um, implementing things frivolously, get them to buy into it, have a discussion with them about it and help them understand where it would be a benefit to them and then get them to commit to it and then measure it and give the feedback. And he was able to start to implement some things that were important for him to implement. But I will say this to all store owners, be careful what hills you're willing to die on. And there are some that you should, that absolutely, we need to do this. This is the direction of the company. But whenever you can bring your salespeople into it, at least your senior uh, salespeople, uh, they will help you. Uh, there's a few sales pros that are leaders in the company. And if you get them to come with you, um, your implementation is almost guaranteed. But the metrics being tracked and the feedback and them understanding that it's going to be measured, it's going to be reflected, um, and it's an important part of their job description. That's when you get the kind of uh, results that you, that you need. So I want to very quickly just take our little halftime break. I'm going to read you guys a chapter. It's 39. For those at home, I don't even know where Justin, where's Justin this morning? I'm surprised he hasn't chimed in yet. Page 59, chapter 39, celebrate. One of the smartest things you can always be doing with your marketing is to showcase and celebrate your customers' success stories using your products and your services. You can do this by writing about it, showing pictures in your customer, customer newsletter, Emails, video marketing, books, brochures, etc. Most important one out of all of those is video. Recognition is one of the most powerful motivational forces, possibly second only to fear. If you sell furniture, it's about making a house a home. If you sell mattresses, it's helping your customers waking up happy and pain-free. It's important to remember that the majority of your customers do not get outstanding results mostly because they don't do anything or they don't follow your, ins your instructions. If you permit them to judge you and value and the value of what you offer based on their own experience, you lose them as fast as you get them. Instead, you must show people who are succeeding so that they judge based on those other people's successes and realize success with your products and services is possible and they can do the same. You should overwhelm them with success stories and positive testimonials. And, you know, today it's even, it's even more important today because you're, you need and you 
want five-star online reviews, the only way you get a five-star online review is you earn them. And it's, you've got, you've got to give your customer a experience at your store that is transformative and that takes them from being a person that's not sleeping well to a person who's waking as happy and pain-free as they possibly can based on the recommendations that your store has offered them and based on the products that they're now enjoying. And as my friend Ryan says, a health and wellness system. What say you about that chapter? Well, I think you nailed it in the sense of, you know, you can have all the advertising dollars you want, but at the end of the day, the number one advertiser is your consumer. When you have presented them with a product that they've fallen in love with and you've got that five-star review and now they're, they're telling their friends and that is the best form of advertisement you can get because nine times out of 10, that's, that's a, a validated confirmation from somebody that somebody trusts. And that is the strongest form of advertisement you can get. And which is harkens to why the reviews are so important. That also is, you know, if you're not getting reviews in today's society, I think what 80%, 90% of all people begin online. And what is the first thing they do is they, they scout out who they're going to go shop. And so those two things are, are top priority of, of any RSA. And it's not for the company. It should be for themselves. If they want to grow their income and have a better quality of life, that starts with presenting the best products and having that follow through with the consumer. Let's not forget at the end of the day, these are all salespeople. Uh, and so all, everything we've discussed only increases their income. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. Word of mouth advertising is, uh, the most effective way of selling. It is the, the, the most efficient cost wise, but more importantly, word of mouth referrals. We know two things about those customers. Number one, they usually buy more than the customer that referred them. And I think there's a little competition there. Um, but usually people know people that are similar to them. They liked your store. And so the person they referred normally knows exactly what to expect. They know the process and they're enjoying the process. Uh, their friend who referred them enjoyed the process. So they not only buy more, and that's great, but they are more likely to refer because they were referred. And now they believe that that's part of their job as a customer. And one of the things that we can do is model the behavior that we want and to really kind of highlight those testimonials uh, from customers that enjoy our products. And whether that's video or whether that's written, um, I think both have a place and both can be highly effective. How do you guys go about getting referrals? First and foremost, the, you know, at each, why well, I, I do kind of want to step back one thing that you were just mentioning and step tie back. in some, 
I want to tie in the importance of, you know, if you're talking about consumer confidence and consumer referrals, you know, having those key name brand partners, um, are you are more likely to get, you know, does a consumer have more confidence when they've just bought uh, something they're proud of buying and that they've heard of? Or if you're selling them a, a no-name mattress that they have never heard of, they are less likely to go share that, you know, excitement of that new purchase. So I did want to tie in. I think that is something that is, is pivotal. You know, if we always, you know, Justin has this saying that is perfect. You know, Foot Locker has an obligation to put the best shoes in each category on the wall. So you got your CrossFit shoes, you got your basketball shoes, you got your soccer shoes, and those trends change over time. And so, and, you know, as a, from a merchandising perspective, it's our job to put the best products in each individual category on the floor and allow those consumers to, you know, receive and try out the best of each individual and, uh, technology, which is going to allow them to have more confidence when they make that purchase and tell their friends about. I know that was a long-winded version of that, so I do apologize that it tied no, that up the best, but that's good. And so, when it comes to certain technologies, there there aren't any real big name brands. There might be name brands to us, but not really a name brand to a customer. And so they fall in love with that technology, um, and it's not a name brand. But they're still, they love it because of the f- way it makes them feel, um, the comfort, the support, the versatility of it. Um, you know, some of the, there's, there's no one latex brand that is a quote big brand. Uh, Tempur-Pedic, of course, is the dominant memory foam, uh, brand. But when it comes to latex and latex is one of my f- favorite technologies. Um, as well as sleep number, um, as well as number beds, I should say. Um, and there's not one dominant brand there either. Do you guys get referrals, uh, from your customers that buy 100% a natural latex and fall in love with it? I think we, we probably get most referrals from those most specialty products, right? Because these are something that, People are, are, are not seeing elsewhere by having those technologies. So some of that you're seeing more of it, but I think the consumer confidence by seeing that mixture of quality name brand partners uh, kind of diffuses any suspicion of something that's maybe not as well known. So by no means do I think you need to be a mono branded store or any particular, you know, type of exclusion to specifically name brands, but I do think it is important to have that mix of quality name brand partners that are going to help grow your business along with those other key technologies that are maybe innovative and newer to the markets and maybe don't have that reputation. Yes. So when a customer thinks about Mattress World and they compare you to other stores. There might be a store that has the same name brands, but they don't have the other technologies. There might be a specialty store that has some of the technologies, but they don't have the name brands. 
what you're saying is you're kind of a a, a mix, uh, a hybrid, if you will. Uh, y- you have all the technologies that are available to the to the customer, and if they want a name brand, you have a name brand if they're more comfortable with that. But you also have some technologies that give unusual uh, uh, feels or unusual support characteristics or just have more versatility built into them, like number beds are versatile, right? They they can go from a soft to a firm bed. Um so that that's interesting. So let I wanna I wanna just um ask you a couple questions about being a buyer because you know that's your primary uh role right now, even though I know you get involved with the advertising with with Sean and with Justin. Um, when you're thinking about adding, um, a line and there's a lot of store owners that are watching this right now and they're thinking about adding a line, walk me through how you evaluate that line in, in your mind, like through what lens? Well, we kind of have, well, I would say as as a team and myself, we have, uh, kind of four pillars to any new product. First and foremost, how is the customer going to perceive this? You know, is this something trending that the consumer is looking for? So first and foremost, how does this benefit the customer? And the second is going to be, uh, you know, how, how much confidence. So RSAs would be the second check mark in that pillar. Do my RSAs have confidence in selling this? Is this something that they're going to be happy with as far as, you know, it was consumer interactions and themselves just on a, a sales agenda process. Third is going to be logistics. So, you know, how is this product shipped to me? You know, what is my cost involved with shipping? All right. Lead times, et cetera, especially coming out of COVID, you know, things are turning back to, you know, a little more traditional lead times. But over the last couple of years, that is, has been vital to. The sales process. How quick can I get it? And then number four is going to be mattress world. You know, the bottom line overall. How does this help mattress world? Does this fill a need that we have? Does this replace something? And and of course, the business and the economics of it are are vital. But the first and foremost are going to be those first four pillars uh, of you know consumer RSA logistics, and then last but not least is going to be mattress world. Because at the end of the day, when you know when selling, the cons- you know if you're not selling it, it really doesn't matter. The other four things don't matter. So you need a product that is going to sell first and foremost, and that fits within those parameters of of what we're looking for. That's awesome. That's great advice. Um, I, I think that sometimes. Um, we see something and we go, oh, that that would be nice. But going directly to the lens of the customer, will will it really truly benefit the customer? Will the customer buy it? And I love the RSA piece to it. Will they have confidence in it? Or can we help them have confidence in it? I'm sure there was a line or two that your RSAs probably didn't know what to make of it when it first showed up. And then it turned out to be one of your best sellers. 
uh, once they embraced it and once they started to see what it would actually do for uh, your customers. And I love this. Uh, is it trending upward or downward? That that's huge, because you know sometimes we jump on a trend and it's going the other way already, and it's it's just the wrong timing. And 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 I think that goes back to something um, that we were talking about earlier, and that is you know when I think of you, Ryan, I think of you as a student of the industry. I know that's what your mentor is. I mean, Justin cannot get enough intel. I mean, you should hear our conversations. It's, you know, just constantly trying to figure out which piece to the puzzles fallen next and what's happening next. And does it impact? Does it not impact? What does it do? And, and, and listen, um, this this other piece is huge you know landed cost is so important you know as a buyer you can't afford to guess you need to get that landed cost either from your supplier in writing or you need to be able to to determine it so that when you go to your ownership um you have something that's rock solid and this supply chain timing issue, it impacts your inventory levels. It impacts your stock turns. It impacts your uh, return on investment. If you don't turn products fast enough, it just destroys your the whole economics of your operation. So that is just like a mini class in buying, folks, in five minutes. Y'all did yourself there, Ryan. I appreciate that, Pete. Thank you. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Justin will be proud of that one. And you talk about Justin. There's nobody that isn't, you know, that guy, he's turned on 24-7. And when I say turned on, I'm talking in the business, right? He's he's all mattress all the time. Yeah, he is. He he is definitely a student of the game as you are. I mean, uh, you know, to me. Either you're in this business or you're not in it. And if you're if you're not having the success that you'd like to have as a store owner and you really don't like the business, look no further. You, you, to me, you got to love the business. You, you really have to love the business. And I know when things are going south, it's hard to love the business. But listening to other stores who are successful... That's what we're doing right now uh, by talking to Ryan. Um, Mattress World Northwest is lighting it up. They are doing a great job. And there's lessons. Hey, Daniel, how are you? Say hi to Tennessee for me, my friend. Um, there's lessons in here for all of us all the time. What would you say to your... Uh, to your uh, friends um, that that want to be the best they can be and they don't want to listen to some of the political correctness stuff that's coming out of there, um, what would you say to them? Um, how How... How do you get from A to Z as fast as you can? That's what everyone's asking. 
That's what a whole generation wants to know. How do I get there fast? And listen, part of your answer might be, Ryan, I'm not putting words in your mouth. I'm going to let you answer the question. It might be you need to slow out, slow down and pay your, pay your, <laughs> pay your dues. But I'm going to let you answer that question because you're perfectly capable of speaking for yourself. Well, I think first and foremost in life and in business, you got to focus on the things that you can control. And those are going to be your attitude, your, how you're engaging people, your at, you know, do you have a positive outlook? Do you have a positive attitude? These are all the things that we can control. And of course, you know, that scary word, work ethic, you know, so are you doing all the things that you can do for yourself that you're in control of? And some things are completely out of our control. But if you take care of the things that you can control, you know, the energy you put off to other people is, is, uh, contagious. So if you're somebody that is, you know, putting that good energy out in the environment, you're going to receive that back. And, you know, we're not always going to win. Things aren't always going to be perfect. But uh, the biggest advice I would say is control the things that are in your control and don't put so much focus on the things that are out of your control. Mm, that's great advice. That's great advice. Um, you know, I mentioned uh, before we came on to the show that uh, I had to say goodbye to one of my friends who uh, passed and uh, over the weekend. And uh, at his wake, Everybody was saying the same thing about this gentleman. They were saying, always had a smile on his face, always positive, always thoughtful, always cared. Sometimes I think that we get so wrapped up in whatever is going on in our lives at the moment or what we perceive is happening in our lives or what is happening out there that we forget about the fundamentals and the fundamentals, kindness, thoughtfulness, putting other people in front of you. Exactly what Ryan just said, your attitude. How do you engage people? That's exactly your word. How do you engage other people? Are you kindly? Are you thoughtful? And, you know, to me, it would be very sad if I was at someone's funeral and they didn't say the things that were said at my friend's funeral yesterday. Um, it would be very sad. And sadly, that does happen on occasion. And it's a very unfortunate. Control what you can control. That is huge. And I would say this, um, based on our conversation here and based on what we were discussing over the weekend, be where you are, be there, be a student of the game, truly care about your customers. You know, I ended up going on to two pages, guys. So I always start off with blank, a blank. All right. And now I went to a second page and it doesn't matter what page I'm on. All I kept hearing for the last hour was what does my customer want? Does my customer really benefit from this? Customer, customer, customer. So if you're not having the success that you want, 
start thinking about everything from the eyes of your customer. When you walk, when you, when you drive your car into your store's parking lot, what does your customer see? What do you see? When they walk into your store, what does your customer see? What does your customer feel? Every store has a feeling. Is it a good feeling or is it not a good feeling? Because if you just got done ripping one of your salespeople a new one, there's not going to be a good feeling in your store. If you just got done supporting them and having a great interaction with them, it's, there's going to be a good feeling in the store. I would, if I, I used to, when I was a general manager and I used to see somebody pulling into the parking lot, I would make sure I would tell my salesperson that was up next a joke so that they were walking up there with a big smile on their face and it wasn't fake. It, it was, it was a real smile. They were laughing and that feeling that you give to your customer can be a real gift in the customer's day. They might have just come from a restaurant that had really bad service. And you're going to be one of the bright spots in their day. And listen, people can buy mattresses anywhere they want to buy mattresses. Make them want to buy a mattress from you because of your attitude, because of your selection, because of your process, and because in your heart of hearts, you actually truly care. I know that might sound like a little brutal, but. You got to really care. I, I don't think you can fake that. And hey, Pete, I, I think at the end of the day, sometimes the consumer likes the same thing and they pick the person they like the most, right? So did they, they have the best ex experience with you or did the other guy give them a better experience? And that's, yep. that's vital to every interaction. So someone's been watching this and they want to reach out to you, Ryan. How does somebody get a hold of you? They got a question and they want to, talk to you how do they get a hold of you you can get a hold of me at uh, ryan b at mattressworldnorthwest.com um, on facebook instagram ryan bailey and, and linkedin ryan bailey i believe uh, but first and foremost if uh, you cannot find me i'm happy to, uh, to have pete share my information if you have peace contact but ryan b at mattressworldnorthwest.com all spelled out it's like magic Chris Stone, the best producer in the world. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And thank you, Ryan. It was a great time. Oh, hold on. I am very blessed to get to work with Ryan. He is constantly looking to improve not only himself, but the company he works for. He also, who do you, oh, okay. Let me start over again. Let me finish with this. Justin Trombo says, <laughs> I am very blessed to work with Ryan. He, con he is constantly looking to improve not only himself, but the company he works for. He also only falls on the sword when he is sure the direction, but in other situation is open to others' opinion. The, that willingness to be flexible and look into where the puck is going is why he is so successful. Mattress World Northwest is very lucky to have him on staff. There you go, Justin. Your mentor just crowned you in public. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Justin is, is as good as it gets, folks. All right. Well, with that. Pete, it was a pleasure. I really appreciate it. I had a great time this morning, and I look forward to hearing, for, hearing more from you in the future. 
Thanks, Ryan. Have a great day. Thank you, everybody. You Join us next time. Thanks. Thanks.